What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Browns cast. This is the post-game wrap-up and raw dog of the week for the game against the Tennessee Titans. My gosh, let's just get a few things out of the way before we get to the raw dog of the week. What an improvement. Absolutely sensational performance on all sides of the ball. But we really need to tip the hat to someone in particular. Someone who gets bashed a lot. Someone who deserves a lot of credit for how Sunday went. And I am so impressed with what he did. I said I will erase all of history and start it, start assessing based on the Tennessee game and moving forward. Coach Stefanski. All right. You could say what you want, but we, we assess things as they are. No bias, just pure analytical driven data analysis. <clears throat> Stefanski called one of the most, probably the best game of his career. The play calling was unbelievable. Okay. And if we really need to shine the light on a particular area during the game, as we discussed on the pregame podcast, on the pregame podcast, we said it's going to come down to two things. One, Deshaun Watson having turnovers or not. If Deshaun Watson doesn't have turnovers, the Browns never lose a game. The Browns will never lose a game where Deshaun Watson has zero turnovers. Okay? You could book it here. All right? The Browns cast says that we will never lose a game if Deshaun Watson has zero turnovers. Number two, on third and one plays, you must QB sneak. And push forward like the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts, which, by the way, before the game, uh, before their game yesterday on Monday night, they were 29 of 31 on that play. They've converted 29 of 31 with the quarterback push. I can't believe they failed twice, but I'm okay with doing a QB sneak on third and one and fourth and one. Same exact play. And if you add both of them together to see if they convert, they will convert probably 100% of the time. I'm okay with third and one QB sneak if it fails, fourth and one QB sneak, and if that fails, walk off the field. No problem. No problem. I won't be angry. won't be upset. Just, okay, let's go. Defense is up. Let's go. But we did something that I've been calling for since about 2001, where I said you should have a play where the fullback or like running back takes the snap like the QB and goes forward as a QB sneak. Stefanski did that multiple times. He took the, the third string tight end, Harrison Bryant, who they for, they lined up in a different formation. They quickly got to, with him under center to Sean in the back, like as the, as the, as the halfback pretty much. And he did a QB sneak with our big tight end. That play call is Stefanski's greatest play call in the history of his career. That is a game changer for the rest of the season. It is unbelievable. Tight end. QB sneak on third and short. I'm speechless. I mean, with that play, the sky is the limit for this Cleveland Browns team. Now we're, we are being smart. Okay. We're listening to the Browns cast. We're listening to Cogs and we're executing. The players are executing on the vision that we have here. It was absolutely unbelievable. So Stefanski, unbelievable. Now, don't think I forgot. Sure, we must have some gratitude for another coach who was actually 
Raw Dog of the Week for week number one. He was the very first Raw Dog of the Week. Coach Schwartz, Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator. My gosh, what can you say about this guy? Sure, did he have an advantage because he was the an offensive defensive assist or a, uh, a uh, defensive assistant for the Tennessee Titans the past two years? Sure, he had the inside baseball. We know that, and he leveraged that. But even with the inside baseball, they know he had the inside baseball, so they know that he knew that they knew that whole thing. And he dominated. That defense dominated. Miles Garrett, three and a half sacks. Absolute domination. In fact, the Browns have let up, uh, I believe it's 69 yards per game fewer than the next team in the NFL. We're, we're letting up like almost 100 yards less than everybody else in the league. We're so far ahead as the number one defense. It should be illegal. In fact, in 17 states, it probably is this defense. They would get arrested in Minnesota. You go get arrested in California. You can't play this type of defense. But in the Midwest, we just shake people up. And it is my opinion that with this defense, most likely, and it's going to come down to this week, which is the biggest game of the year. The Titans game was the biggest game of the year. Now it is the Ravens game because it's the division. It's allegedly the you know maybe the best team in the division. It's at home, and we go into a bye week. This is massive, massive, massive implications, especially because the AFC North is beating up on one another. This is huge. But I believe that the Browns will not lose a home game. Yeah, you heard that right. The Browns will not lose a home game, which means that we will beat the Ravens because we are at home. You cannot beat this defense in the dog pound. All right? You got, listen, the voice of the Browns, Cokes, Browns cast, I was there. I was in the stadium. I felt the energy. I saw the players. I saw the vibes on the sideline. Saw how everybody's getting along. How DTR doesn't even sit down for the whole game. Quarterback of the future. Let's talk about some stuff that we did. I mean, this is just domination. Total yards for the Tennessee Titans. Oh my God. How can how can I say this without laughing? 94 yards. <laughs> if I was in the NFL, I would get 94 yards. Oh my goodness. Passing yards, 68. Rushing yards with Derrick Henry. The Don at the running back position, the beast, not from the Middle East, but the beast, 26 yards. How many yards per play were they getting? Three? Nope. 2.1. That's, oh my God. And you're going to ask me, you're going to ask me, how does Jim Schwartz not get Raw Dog of the Week again? Well, he was in the running. No question about it. No question about it. But he didn't edge it out this week. Listen, we go off the vibes of the fans, of the dog pound, of the people, of the Clevelanders, of the fans, the people who are really in it to win it. Okay? And he, did, he actually got third. He was the third runner-up. All right? Let's continue with this domination performance, though, because i got to read the stat line. This is just ridiculous how much we dominate them. Winning 27-3. And really... It should have been 27, zero, maybe more, but they should have had zero. It should have been a shutout. The only reason why they scored that field goal is because Elijah Moore forgot how to hold on to the ball. In fact, we have that clip right now of him getting the ball ripped out 
ripped out of his hands. And you can't do that. You cannot have that happen. You cannot turn the ball over. It's the only thing that we don't... If we simply do not turn the ball over, I don't know who can beat us. Let's just play this real quick, and then we'll assess it. This is the only reason we were up 3 to nothing with a minute 30 left in the first, second and eight. This is the only reason why they even got points. Falling on the football, and Tennessee has it. Boy, how I mean, he just got the ball ripped out. I mean, that was just a defensive professional play going for the ball like they should, and he didn't hold on to it. There's no excuses for that. If I was the coach, I'd cut him. Gone. Practice squad at best. That is absolutely terrible. But, so that's the only reason why they got the points. It's not the defense. The defense was phenomenal. We let up six first downs. Six. And you're wondering, oh, you know, six, is that a lot or a little? Well, let's see. The Browns got 23. We got 23 first downs. They got six. Third down efficiency? Well, when Tennessee played the Chargers the week before, I believe they held the Chargers like 2 of 14 on third down. Well, we held them 2 of 12. We turned the tables on them. What did we do? 6 of 13. We need to improve that. Fourth down, they're 1 for 1. We're 1 for 1. Total plays, 45 for them, 67 for the Browns. Sacks allowed. Now, this is something we're going to get, we're going to talk to in a little, you know, a little further on, which is we got five sacks on them. They still got three on us. Now, part of that is Deshaun Watson's MO of he does hold the ball longer than, than, the, court, than the average quarterback in the NFL. And he is known for being sacked. He does get sacked more than most other quarterbacks in the league. It's part of his game. And if you watch him, in the pocket, evading sacks, like the guy is the most wild quarterback I've ever watched ever. He's nuts. He is left, right, he's all over the place. He is all over. He's playing backyard football on that professional football field. It is unreal. And some of the times you're going to sack him, but a lot of times he gets out. They try, you know, they dive at his feet and then he just like steps out of it somehow. Uh, you know, sometimes he gets excited and throws the ball backwards. That was really fascinating. That you got to get to have the balls to throw the ball backwards in the NFL. I mean, listen, that is that is just baller. I mean, you you you're you're saying we're so good. I could throw the ball backwards and we'll still win 27 to 3. I'll just go to the other end zone cuz he threw the ball backwards but then he threw a deep to Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper had a pass interference call and we got the first down. He totally erased it. Next play. Uh, so, uh, they punted seven times. We punted three. They had eight penalties for 80 yards. We had five penalties for 46 yards. We lost a fumble. They did not. And they did not have an interception and we did not either, which is the biggest takeaway of the game because Deshaun Watson without interceptions is a Cleveland Browns team winning. And the last thing is time of possession, 21, 31 for the Titans and 38-29 for Cleveland. It was absolute domination. No matter how you cut it, which way you look at it, it was domination. So I want to get into the raw dog of the week. So shall we? I think we shall. Here we go. So for week three, Cleveland Browns at, or sorry, Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns, the raw dog of the week is... 
Amari Cooper Coop. Seven receptions, 116 yards. That's 16.6 average. One touchdown, 43 long with eight targets. But he also had another touchdown, which was the one of the worst officiating calls I've ever seen. Where the, they said he stepped out of bounds and they blew the whistle. And not only did he not step out of bounds, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. So do I think that officiator, that ref was probably paid off. He's probably Donaghy's cousin. That's how bad it was. All right. Something's going on there. He needs to be looked into. He probably needs to be fired. It was awful. No one even talked about it. It's not even in the game notes. Nothing. It's like it never happened. No one's ever going to remember it. Could have totally changed the game. And that was Amari Cooper. It was like a, what, 60-yard bomb. In fact, we have that up here. Let's let's watch that real quick because that was insanity. I mean, that was ridiculous. 40 seconds. Let's just watch how this happened. This is crazy. So he's backing up on our own 30. Throws it to him. Hits him at the 40. Goes down the sideline. Juke, juke. They hear the whistle, but he keeps running. Always finish it off. And he scores. And now they're showing it again. So look at this. On our own 30. Throws it all the way in the air to their 40. Oh, what a catch and throw. Doesn't even come close to stepping out. I mean, if you're not watching this on YouTube. All right, here we go. Here's a close view. Ready? You can see the feet. The ref is right next to him. The ref is looking at him. He's looking at him. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. I mean, it literally was not even close. That is... It's one of the worst... And don't blow the whistle. Just let it go. Then the play is automatically reviewed because that's the rules now. And so if he was out of bounds, well, guess what? It will be brought back. Don't start blowing things, all right? My gosh, that was terrible. That was so bad. So Amari would have had that uh, home run touchdown from our own 30. I mean, that's crazy. Like a 70-yard bomb. Oh, man. He played so well, so reliable. Like I said, seven receptions on eight targets. I mean, and then what? Causing two penalties, big penalties, right? Erasing Watson's throw backwards. Got that pass interference. He was just so reliable, so there. Just you knew when his number was called, he would make the play. So Amari Cooper, congratulations on being the raw dog of the week for week three. We love you. We're excited to have you. We think you're playing super well. We need you to show up against the Ravens because this is the biggest game of the year. This is Tennessee Titans on steroids. All right. Nothing's bigger than this game. This is it. This will dictate the rest of the season. So what else? Let's go to some stat lines. So I don't even think the stat line does Deshaun Watson justice because he was way better than what the stat line is. And the stat line's good. 27 of 33, 289 yards, 8.8 average, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Here's where he went. You know, here's where things went a little south. Three sacks for a loss of 26 yards and a rating of 123.4. Now, if you compare that to Ryan Tannehill, it's kind of crazy because Ryan Tannehill went 13 of 25 for 104 yards. That's a four-yard average, 4.2. Five sacks for a loss of 36 yards and a rating of 62.8. But here is just the uh, Derrick Henry, 11 carries for 20 yards, a long of nine. His average yard per carry, ready for this? Hold your breath. 1.8. So then they brought in Spears, who had four carries for six yards with an average of 1.5 and a whopping long run of five yards. I mean, that is crazy. 
And Jerome Ford, you got to give it to him, man. He only had 10 carries, 18 yards, but he got in the end zone, not only on the ground, but through the air, which was a fantastic play. Uh, So two receptions, 33 yards, and a touchdown on three targets. Kareem Hunt was back, but Kareem Hunt, like we said, nothing exciting. He lost a big step. You know, last year he's getting old. Can he can he get the engines going again? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, Pierre Strong, six carries, twenty-seven yards, four and a half yards a carry. That's good. Deshaun Watson, four carries, sixteen yards. That's four yards a carry, average uh, along of ten. Um, Harrison Bryant. I mean, this is the, the that play called with Harrison Bryant. He had two carries for four yards, and that's two first downs. And I'm telling you, that play is absolutely domination. We've been calling it here since before the Browns cast even started. So keep your eye out for the QB sneak with the tight end. I love it. Now, why they're not QB sneaking with Deshaun, who's kind of a similar physique as Jalen Hurts, like long, athletic, like I don't know how you stop it. Maybe they're doing it because they're worried about him getting hurt or because he does fumble a lot. Maybe one or the other. I'm not really sure. But I'm totally cool with Harrison Bryant taking that snap. I'm just shocked they're not using Watson. He seems ideal for that type of situation. But the Harrison Bryant QB sneak is sensational. And for that, Stefanski is, had the, his best play calling as a head coach, period. Probably ever as, in his whole coaching career. Those are momentum shifts. Those are just completely, that's a cultural shift in how the team wins. We're being smart. We're not doing stupid like end arounds on like, you know, fourth and one, like hoping for the best, like Ryan Day. No, we're not doing that. Okay. Or like uh, on fourth and one, do like uh, play action and throw the ball like 40 yards to uh, like Pierre Strong Jr. or something, uh, something like that. Something crazy. And then what I really love is at the beginning of the game, the first in the first quarter, already just dishing out double reverse passes and these trick plays right away. I mean, that gets the team in the groove. It shows you trust them. They're ready to play. They're ready to ball out. They're excited. It's like, you know, they're kids again. That play calling was sensational. So the early play play call choice of the double reverse and all that stuff was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It's not even so important if it works or not. Obviously, it's important that it doesn't fail, but that it works a little bit. It's just showing that you trust the guys and they they love it and they're ready to go. So that was a momentum shift, huge momentum shift. I, the play calling by Stefanski was absolutely unbelievable. I don't know how you can even be against it in any way. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a few grabs that were pretty good. Three, three receptions for 49 yards, long of 29. Um, and uh, if we could focus on the defense, because the runner-up was Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett had five tackles, four being solo, three and a half sacks, three tackles for losses, five QB hits, three and a half sacks. It, if TJ Watt stops getting two sacks a game eventually, if that ever happens, which I don't know if it is or isn't, otherwise the guy's going to get like 40 sacks this year. If that ends, Miles Garrett will be defensive player of the year because he's going to continue at this high level. But TJ Watt is you know, in the lead and the guy is not letting up. He's just a madman. He's amazing. Two sacks a game is unreal. It's like literally 34 sacks. It's unreal is what he's going to get. So Miles Garrett, though, is going to be in the running. You are, you are watching the pivotal game where Miles Garrett goes from all pro to legendary. So don't be surprised if he gets three sacks next week. Okay, or like two and a half sacks or something crazy. All right, you're about to see Miles Garrett take off now. Yes, we're playing Lamar Jackson, makes things a little more difficult, very tough to tackle. Uh, but Miles will get his, he will eat. Okay, Awuso led the team in tackles with six, 
with one tackle for loss, four solos. Uh, Alex Wright had a sack. Ogbo had a half a sack. Um, and uh, listen, Delpit still playing incredibly well. Denzel Ward played well. The whole defense played well. The whole defense played very solid, very, very, very good. And on their team, Amani Hooker led uh, uh, led the game in tackles with 11, nine solo. That's because the, our offense was dominating, dominating. Even when we, even when we screwed things up right before halftime, uh, or we only got, get the field goal, and then they they drive down the field. Miles Garrett sacks him. Time runs out. They get no points in our territory. I mean, that is championship type plays. Okay, those are legendary plays. Those are plays that happen during the regular season where those teams go on to AFC and NFC championships. It's those types of plays that separate the average from the great. So you do need to perform that way week in and week out. But I see that happening. And then another shout out on the offense. This is a big one, by the way. Number 79, Dewan Jones, who we talked about at length. It was a big concern. He's a rookie, 6'8", 374-pound monster, but he's a rookie from Ohio State, just drafted fourth round. His pass block grade from PFF is 74.3, which is what? Number one among rookie tackles. Number one. And he played very solid, very well. Dewan Jones is that guy. In three games now at right tackle for the Browns, Jones has played 114 pass blocking snaps. He's allowed just five total pressures and only one hit on Deshaun Watson with zero sacks. And Jones fell all the way to the Browns in the fourth round of the NFL draft. The former Ohio State Buckeye looks to have a bright future in Cleveland. So again, 114 pass blocking snaps, five total pressures, one hit on Watson, zero sacks. He played TJ Watt. People are going after him. He's a rookie playing three games, and he's playing extremely well. Shout out Bill Callahan. But our biggest weakness is Jed on the left side. We probably have a better right tackle than left tackle. The left tackle is a problem. And if it doesn't change, we need to get a franchise left tackle in the offseason. It's the biggest weakness we have. I don't know what Jed Will's deal is, but he doesn't look good to start the season. You got to give him a few more games. That's fine. Just like we gave Stant Safansky play calling one more game and it paid off. Maybe Wills turns it around too. I don't think he does that. I think he continues to be a weakness and a weight on the team. He's a problem and we need to assess it and we need to change it. But my gosh, that defense and now going up against the Ravens is going to be the ultimate test because it's at home. And if we can go another game, just like we did against the Bengals and the Titans, both home games and not let up a touchdown. Oh, oh my gosh. You are going to be hearing Browns. Are they going to go to the Super Bowl? Browns, are they, you know, the best team in the league? Is that defense one of the best ever? Are they like the Ravens in 2001? You know, all that stuff. Are they like the 86 Bears? You're going to be comparing this Cleveland Browns defense to the best defenses of all time if we do not let up a touchdown against the Ravens. Because that would just be insane. That means before our bye week, at all the home games, we only let up field goals. I mean, that's domination. That is beyond domination. So overall, the game was spectacular. The fans loved it. The performance was unbelievable. And yes, Jim Schwartz could have got his second Raw Dog of the Week. Miles Garrett could have got his Raw Dog of the Week. But Amari Cooper, the reliable Coop, got Raw Dog of the Week, and he deserves to get Raw Dog of the Week because we only give the award to who deserves it. So congratulations, Coop. We're going to send you you know, your award in the mail. 
You'll get it soon. It's a huge raw dog, gold, platinum raw dog of the week. Uh, so again, 27-2-3. Should have been 27-0 or more. 34-0, something like that. But uh, unbelievable performance. Best offensive play calling. One of the best I've ever seen. It was like watching, you know, great like Patriots team. People who like reliably call really good plays week in and week out. It was like, you know, you watch, you know, one of those games and you don't really care about the teams. But like, oh, this offense is great. Wow, they made all the right play calls. That was Stefanski this week. He, that's a 9.8 out of 10 grade for calling plays. 9.8 out of 10. And I almost want to give him a 10 out of 10. His play calling was sensational. Okay. There's no other way you could say it. If you're telling the truth, he's incredible this week. So we'll find out what he does against the Ravens. If he backtracks and goes to his old self, or if this is a new leaf and he's the real deal. And Jim Schwartz, man, (laughs) we can't say anything about you until we see you against the Ravens. Because if you get destroyed by the Ravens or all of a sudden the defense stinks, we got a problem. If the defense dominates against the Ravens, you are watching, as predicted on the Browns cast, an AFC championship caliber team just based on the defense. And Deshaun Watson, if he doesn't turn the ball over and has another solid game, you better watch out because you're watching the AFC North champions right now, the Cleveland Browns. Overall, fantastic. Super happy to be at the game. We'll probably do the exact same events that I did last Sunday for this upcoming Sunday so that we keep the energy going. You know, we don't want to, you know, when you have a winning formula, you don't want to change it, right? So we got to do the same exact things. Um, Wow. Deshaun Watson, great job. Mari Cooper, Raw Dog of the Week. Defense, spectacular. Uh, We're going to analyze this tomorrow and the upcoming few days, see what's going on, look at the the matchups and the details. Uh, But that is the assessment so far after this week has just ended. The Browns are ridiculous. Go Browns, dog pound, Browns cast. I'm out. Cogs. Bye.